Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. We return to a galaxy far, far away with our sweet baby Grogu in tow. It's The Mandalorian, season three on Normies Like Us. I have some matters to look after. He returned to me. I removed my helmet. I thought you had completed your mission, but you're still running around here with the same little critter. Sorry about that. He's young. No, Grogu. You heard it up top. We pause our trek through the stars and go for a different route because we're talking wars this time. That's right. We return to the galaxy a far, far away. A time a long, long time ago because we're talking The Mandalorian Season 3 here on Normies Like Us with your hosts um grand magistrate colin no oh, i'll just i'll just be the mike delorean and this is din jakin oh, nice. normies i'll be no- normie 88 not, somewhere wait here a too. minute not baby jakeogu <laughs> yeah baby jakeogu <laughs> yeah yeah now uh now eating snacks and spinning a chair he just loves spinning right. a chair that's right uh but yeah we're talking uh season premiere you know episode one you know mandalorian season three just got fired up so returning to yeah the wars after doing some trekking and uh we done did it we're back you know we got everyone's favorite tv dad taking care of a child there's another show with <laughs> him right. doing that uh well, concurrently yeah. which you know Look, we'll talk about that well, soon, too. <laughs> literally this guy. Yes, we will. Now, look, Mike, uh, we only pause Star Trek episodes to talk Disney-owned properties. We will talk Marvel things, and we will, of course, talk Lucasfilms. And Willow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Willow. That's right. <laughs> Which is Disney. Which is, yeah. That's so right. It's so, so it's correct. Yeah. We talked about Creed, uh-huh. and we said, Puh. The Puh. it's yeah. not owned by Disney. Right. Get that out I of here. I do want to see Creed, but... Had that's no a answer. story for another time um not worth it yeah but do you think this is uh we are at peak pedro pascal right now with uh, mm. the last of us and amazing question mando on at the same time i would i would say we're nearing peak saturation we also have a famous uh meme I mean, video format of him riding in a car so he's also now <laughs> all over our meme formats i don't know if it's like did- that one. The Nick yeah. Cage one. Look, he the did Nick the Cage Nick one, Cage yeah. movie. Oh, right. He did SNL. He did. He was in on the daddy joke. And now he's doing interviews for Mando where he's like, I don't want to be called daddy. I anymore. think I'm out on I it now. Think <laughs> People are being weird. People are being people weird. People are being him. weird. But I think that's him acknowledging even I'm saying we're at peak me. Let's relax. So, I can I always just take more. Yeah. I, oh, boy. You never have too much. Pedro <laughs> two handfuls. A big segment of the internet agrees you could never have too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pedro Pascal, but uh, I think it it's is probably cool. the uh, like mm-hmm. the celebrity with like the highest approval rating just overall right now. If you pulled everybody, like nobody dislikes Pedro Pascal. Early candidate his for father, sexiest man alive, maybe. That's maybe right. his father was like a doctor who murdered people. <laughs> I, I'm oh not no, about that story. That's maybe the <laughs> one bad true. thing he's tied to. That uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Let me say uh, that six times to cover myself. Well, allegedly, but these shows he's on are about trying to at least uh, not repeat mistakes from the past, maybe. So, hey, who knows? Uh, but, you know, we do love uh, having him on our screens right now. We're not tired of him, that's for sure. But uh, Star Wars is a property where it's been a little up and down. So we'll be diving into 
see where we're at. I guess that's a good thing temperature wise. Before this came out, like where were you at in the Star Wars, you know, because we were getting Marvel fatigue, but were either of you having, you know, Star Wars fatigue, anything like that, Colin? Hey, I'm, uh, yes, thank you, Mike, for throwing to me. I was going to say, let me kick it off by saying, look, I've told you guys this. We've talked about this. I've been on another podcast and talked about this. Shout Mm -hmm. out to the Cargo Bay. Uh, Guys, I didn't watch Andor because. I got super burned out after Boba Fett and I kind of still haven't come around. The only thing bringing me back here is I'm like, Oh, it's my guy and my baby. I know these people. Uh, and sure. even that it's like star Wars. Will you have me for much longer? Who knows? <laughs> well, I, yeah. how about you guys? I mean, I was experiencing burnout around the same time, you know, Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan show, but then Andor did come out and I, I was like, okay, this is great. And it was very refreshing. And I was like, all right, I'm back on board. And then, uh, but that's something I'll probably be bringing up a lot because now jumping back into the Mandalorian, it's like, ah, you know, more of this because I was, I knew it wasn't going to be, you know, as good as Andor, but it's just such a big step down for me that I'm like, oh, I can't go back to this shit, man. Hey, I don't know. Re- real quick before we let Mike answer, peak more of this. I'm just now remembering and realizing I didn't finish Obi-Wan, but wasn't that show the plot of a guy and a little kid on an adventure? Uh-huh. We truly at the peak of that story. Another escort mission. That's yeah, the, That seems to be the big thing now, just in media in general. I mean, uh, you got Adam Driver and a kid fighting dinosaurs coming out oh, next week yeah. or something. Yeah, the God so, of War sequel. It's, yeah, it's yes. father and fatherhood is real big wolf. right now. Lone Wolf and Cub is the trend for everything. That's now. the genre. Yeah. You're you're 100 correct with that. Um, and if you get Pedro Pascal as the the father figure, even better. Yeah, and if you and if you scale certain characters' ages for Picard season three, they, they would probably be a Lone Wolf and Cub scenario somewhere in there. Not to get sure. into it, no spoilers, bigly, but. Uh, turned 30 years back. Um, but w- for me, I, I did watch Andor and Colin, you still haven't seen it at all, correct? No, not Okay. So I was pr- kind of burned out. I was bummed out by Obi-Wan because he's my favorite character. And I feel like, eh, it was just kind of so, so, you know, good moments, but a lot of it's, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I was burned out and then Andor, I don't care about that guy. And I was pleasantly surprised and I still advocate watching that Colin, uh, but maybe, yeah. We'll see how you feel about this episode and this series when we jump into it. But I advocate for Andor, uh, but I was burnt out. And then coming back to this, you know, we'll discuss it in depth. But it's, uh, it's a different kind of animal um, coming back to it. And again, with a competing show with Pedro and another child that he's protecting, it's even harder to kind of come into this objectively. Uh, you know what I mean? There's there's too much to compare it to, I think, with Andor and The Last of Us, which we'll be talking about soon, as that's going to wrap up this coming weekend. So objectivity is hard to come by. And having grown up with Star Wars our whole lives and all this new media, you know, we're, I don't know, we're settling into maybe where we're going to be at as far as we're seeing a formula, perhaps, who knows. But that, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. I think we're starting to see the cracks well, like we were with Marvel. It's kind of wild because you think we'd be like super psyched for some more Mandalorian because actually the Mandalorian season two was in like 2020. So it's been mm-hmm. like three years. I mean, yeah, he came back in the Boba Fett show, which mm-hmm. basically became Mandalorian 2.5, but yeah, it's yeah. still been like several years since the actual Mandalorian season. But yeah. at the same time, I, I was psyched when I started watching and then I started watching. And I'm like, ah, and I was just kind of like, 
I was unaware that it was even coming out. Like I was, the the hype didn't seem palpable. Maybe that was us viewers. Let us know. But it seemed like even the internet wasn't like, oh my god, next week. Like no one wasn't really advertised that heavily. I felt completely out of touch. And Jacob, going to what you just said about like, you know, it's been a few years since that first season. It's been a few years since conversations started that were like, yo. Star Wars was almost dead, but this show Mandalorian just saved it. It brought Star Wars back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it it kind of shepherded in the C- the TV era of Star Trek Star Wars because there actually hasn't been another Star Wars movie since season one of the Mandalorian, which is crazy to think about too. Like it's oh, that's crazy. Been all, all TV oh my god! Since just Rise yeah. of Skywalker, and that's a big pause. That was after the last that. one, yeah. Yeah, right, right, since right. then we've had Boba Fett, we've had, uh, of course, Obi Wan. We've had three Andor. seasons of Mando. We've had Andor. We've got the Acolyte on the way. We've got maybe a spinoff movie. We that, had Visions. That we had Children One. Yes, we had a bunch ones. of weird animated adaptations yeah, that were sort of Bad Batch, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, which some of those were fun, but yeah, no big Star Wars. And for a while, yeah, it appeared like there was nothing bigger. Uh, than the Mandalorian as as a character, like he's kind of surpassed Boba Fett in some ways as you know the cool badass bounty hunter. So it's weird that there wasn't a ton of buzz for this. Um, yeah. So maybe we should just jump you know right into it. We'll, we'll get into the premiere. We'll we'll catch you up to speed with where Mandalorian's been coming into this season as we discuss the uh, season premiere, season three, Mandalorian, on Normies Like Us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we're talking Mando season three here on Disney Plus. Uh, it's returned. We're talking about it. But uh, before we get there, season three, where are we at? How did we get here? Yeah, yeah. As as Jacob mentioned up top, the Boba Fett series had two episodes. It was basically Mandalorian two point five. <laughs> But prior to that, you know, 2020... Mike, my favorite Kingdom Hearts game, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Mandalorian 2.5, Boba Fett, the book of uh, backslash Rogue Squadron canceled. Um, Recoded. Yes, recoded. Yeah. (laughs) 24 over 635. So before that, before the Boba Fett cameo slash Boba Fett takeover, as some people were referring to it um we had season two of the mandalorian and the the kind of the main crux of this is moff gideon uh he's trying to get grogu to the jedi he meets ahsoka she's like i can't do it i don't know what i'm doing he eventually confronts gideon the dark troopers all that and we get the big dark luke saber. skywalker you know the dark saber fight obviously but the luke skywalker cameo is the big deal we get cg luke and he saves and t- he takes grogu with him to the grogu. jedi camp and that's the end of season two uh, then Mando 2.5, we get Mandalorian helping Boba Fett take over the town from, you know, rain cores and giant battle droids and all that great stuff. The speeder bike squad was there spinning around, shooting their lasers. We loved it. And all then, yeah, he goes and, uh, <laughs> right. It's a traumatic memory. We blocked. I, I've used the force to lock it away. Um, and then he goes to check on Grogu at the Yoda or Luke's Jedi temple that he's building with a bunch of robots. And then 
uh, Luke gives Grogu a choice. It says, hey, do you want to be a Jedi? Or do you want to be a Mandalorian? Do you want to go back with Papa? And uh, Grogu chooses Papa, and then they're reunited. And now we have season wow. three, the continued adventures of Grogu and the status quo. Din Djarin. The status quo maintains. How do you feel about same. the status quo, I guess, Jacob? You go first. This well, is a big criticism people are having with the direction here. I mean, yeah, I mean... It makes it doesn't make sense for Grogu to go back with uh, Din Djarin or continue training to be a Jedi. I don't know, but we need baby baby Grogu back in our in our show. So I guess we're we're back at it. Yeah, back at it again, Colin. How do you feel about back at it again? Well, uh, well, one just real quick to what you said about the choices he's given uh, to be a Jedi or go back to Papa. I just want to remind everyone (laughs) it's to choose a tiny bobble or what he calls the lightsaber of a Jedi master once known as Yoda. And you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Great uncle Yoda. (laughs) Or something. Your father layer or something. Here's here's how I feel about the status quo, right? Um, it's like, I don't know. What do you expect? It's like, uh, there's, there's a character in this episode who's constantly like, well, I don't understand why you don't just retire and live here. <laughs> and like, uh-huh. <laughs> Mando's response to him is essentially like, well, don't you understand? I'm on a show called The Mandalorian. <laughs> like, I have yeah. adventures to go I on. Need to, yeah, keep doing adventures. You got to go do stuff. Well, I guess the big, the big thing of this season is the Mandalorian story. He needs to be, he's been exiled from his Mando tribe or mm-hmm. cult, you might say. He's an apostate. Uh, he yeah. literally calls himself an apostate, which is, of course, a follower of a religion who has renounced it. In this case, it is certainly against his will in that he's trying to get re-indoctrinated, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for taking his helmet off. Uh, so to, in, now he has to go on this quest in order to uh, become, you know, rejoin the group. He has to and- bathe in the waters beneath the mines on Mandalore or whatever. It's it's essentially right. a, pri- yeah. a religious pilgrimage, right? But yes, the problem is... 100%. The planet might have been glassed. So he's like, maybe... There's a chance it's not even out there. So it could be it useless, but be he's going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the pilgrimage is the thing. If I could speak a little bit on the status quo, you know, knowing what I know from having watched all the Clone Wars shows, and if anybody listening has, you know, there's a lot to do with kind of the rule of Mandalore, you know, at one point Darth yes. Maul takes over Mandalore and Bo-Katan is kicked out and, you know, there, there's a whole bunch going on there and some of it's pretty dark. So you could see a world where you have this darker Mandalore focused s- season without Grogu, right? Where it's just literally the politics and this kind of grittier stuff. <clears throat> but he's like, Grogu's the hottest commodity. So you realistically yeah. cannot I, do it without yeah, we him. Need our, yeah, we need our guy. We need our little guy. Weird and yeah, stuff. he could drop well, him yeah. off with a babysitter for a couple episodes, but it, yeah, it, you have but, to do it. Look, you, you say, where does the, he fit into the narrative? One, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the terms of the story, of course, they are part of a tribe, quote unquote. You know, oh, I'm the armorer. I've made like a little okay. thing that he wears that has like a little matching thing to yours. That means something in our weirdo religion. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course. But other than that, Mike, just the constraints of the show, when you're watching, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub, Baby Cart Goes to Hell, you know, one of those like ridiculous, yeah. like seventh ep- movies of Lone Wolf and Cub, you don't mm-hmm. go like, 
oh, the Cubs still in this? Like, that's that's just so ridiculous. This should just be a lone wolf adventure. Like, the conceit of the show is it's lone wolf and cub. Right. I don't know what to tell you guys. Otherwise, you just have lone wolf. Yeah, so I get the it. perfect uh, cub with Grogu because he doesn't age. He's just like a it takes baby. Him forever. Magic He's going to be baby. a baby for the next 50 years or whatever. You don't have the Ash yes. Ketchum problem of a 20-year-old, 10-year-old, right? Yeah. It's, boom. But, um, and I get it. And, and it's with... With a character that has his helmet on the whole time, like, like adds a directive, it's interesting that most emotive part of the duo is a puppet. You know, the person the audience can connect to is a puppet, but that's the only person we sure. have emoting, you know. And yeah. I do consider Grogu a person. Don't you dare take that away from I, me. An actor. <laughs> yeah. You're asking for credits, Mike. I mean, if Yoda <laughs> right. is a person, then yeah. Yeah, Yoda is a person, by the way. Yes. <laughs> they have seats on the Senate. It's fine. But yeah, so so you have to have something for the audience to connect to, a little bit of levity. Everybody loves Grogu, obviously. So, I mean, how you... Yeah. I mean, you're not going to not have him. Yeah. Yeah, my problem is not grogu because i don't mind having grogu i guess my problem with the season so far is that the whole this whole mandalorian plot to me is not really the most interesting like i know there's a lot of mandalorian lore and clone wars and stuff and that's fine but him just going on this quest and this being kind of the focus of the season i don't know it's not hooking me so far here's the thing jacob that's a perfectly valid complaint and I would certainly never defend anybody who felt a bait and switch emotionally of, well, your season finale was him giving up this character and it seemed like a really hard choice. And then I had to watch two episodes of another TV show to get the right. resolution of that. That's ridiculous. That's that's all ridiculous. Yeah. And I agree with you. Mandalorian exploration of his religion is something a lot of other Star Wars ancillary material has been like. Isn't this the most interesting thing? And I think it's got a lot of very passionate people. But then I think when you look at it, it's like, boy, I really don't know how sustaining this is in the long term for for any. Yeah. So, yeah, with the yeah season two ends with Grogu going off with Luke Skywalker. And then if you didn't watch Boba Fett, a different show. They didn't right. even recap it in this ep, like at the beginning of this episode, they didn't, didn't even try sh- to explain why Grogu is just suddenly back. So if you didn't watch Bovet, you would probably be pretty confused right now. Right. And one thing that's funny, they don't show like recap. All right, you're joining me again, Grogu. But they do show the armorer saying you've taken off your helmet. You're out. And then in yeah. the episode, they do that scene again. So they show the recap. You're out. And then he's, he goes over and visits them. And they're like, right. you took off your helmet. You're out of here. It's like he comes back and saves them. They do like, the same thing twice. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Come on. They're still they like, you can't. You can't come back, even though like you we knew that from lives. Boba Fett. Right, right. You're yeah, out. So. You wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid and you know that's not cool here. That's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they'll recap one thing from Boba Fett in the episode proper, but not the thing that explains why Grogu is here. Right. So no. it would be jarring, no. din jarring if you only watch no. season two and then this. <laughs> Full spoilers, by the way, on episode no, uh, season a- Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to jump into it. But it's fascinating that there isn't a holiday special era like telephone call mic of like the Mark Hamill CGI robot being like, remember Dinjarin, now that you're taking care of Grogu because he made the choice to stay with you, you could see that happening in early Star Wars stuff. Sure. Yeah. Especially this era, you know, there's more force ghosties happening, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. ways to do that. Voices. Um, but 
the hook is like Jacob said, the hook is not, it's not landing for me um, because it feels yeah. already like it's becoming a side quest. Cause he's, he, he gets to Navarro. We see that Navarro has been transformed. We get a, what's, what's Carl Weathers title now? Carga. Grand he's, magistrate. Grand magistrate. He's not grand just the magistrate, magistrate, Mike. He's the grand magistrate. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, he's giving Din the option. You can stay here or not. We see a statue of IG 11 who saved everyone with self-destruct and stuff but like the side quest before the quest is i need to go to mandalore but i need a robot but i need a part for the robot so we've already gone off of the critical path in the first episode right this was my exactly what you're saying was my complaint as well because the writing on the show to me has always felt like it's written like a video game and Mm -hmm. this episode in particular was like very video game where it's like he needs to go on this quest before he can start the quest, he's got to get his droid. But, oh, no, the droid needs this fucking memory thing. So now he's got to go on a side quest to get the thing. And it's just like, you know, oh, man. Why does know. he need to rebuild a robot that literally was obliterated to a zillion pieces, I would imagine? What what does yeah. he need IG-11 for? Just he, to take care of Grogu? He needs a droid well, he can remember, trust. That's he, what he says. Yeah, part of his character is that he hates droids, right? But he, he's grown to trust this droid because he met him before and... He sacrificed himself to like save everybody or whatever. So he's like, this, this is the only droid that I trust. So we're going to have to rebuild only a droid pilot a ship to the (laughs) remains of Mandalore or something. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, don't he can't know. get a buddy. But Jacob, that is he a good really point. really wants his old droid back. Why I'll give you that that droid in particular. It's I give Jacob credit for uncovering the the idea that he was the droids murdered his whole town and then he became a foundling. That was a point in season one. So the, right. the fact that there's only one droid he messes with, you know what? Yeah, he hates droids. I'll give them one point back for the only droid he's been familiar with that he's ever trusted. Okay, okay. Still, yeah. we're on a side quest before we even begin. Right. But it really feels like stuff. it's it's almost like we need to bring this droid back so we can have Taika Waititi voice him again so people can be like, yeah. I remember him from season one or whatever. Actually, That's now... mainly what it feels like. I want to walk it back and take two points away because <laughs> now it's reminding me of a visual representation of digging up old stars and forcing them into a show that they should not be in via CG, right. etc., dead actors, etc., that maybe it's a yeah. little disrespectful to IG-11. Uh it was a stand-in metaphor a here. It could be dis- is it disrespectful to bring people back from the dead to force them into your media? Right. Yes. And also, <laughs> yeah, I guess robot. you can just bring a droid back to life. Um, but I guess they try. They bring him back, but he's evil again because he for, ha- lost all his memories. He resets or something. to his original programming. Now, Jacob, if a droid started crawling at you, would your first uh, <laughs> thought after you paid a lot of money to have it rebuilt to shoot a thousand holes into it? Yeah, and then like smash his head in with a statue. <laughs> this is yeah, a marvel. Probably. That's using your head, yeah. But yeah. this does bring us to one of the things that is enjoyable for me in this episode, you know. Navarro's attracted the best droid smiths in the outer rim. And here oh, we got, yeah. baby. <laughs> a whole group of Babu Fricks. For me as well. A bunch yes. of Babu Fricks. I love it. I love it. Um, but I would say... Does it kind of like seeing Babu Frick in Rise of Skywalker? That was one of my favorite parts of that movie, which I don't mm-hmm. like very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the lone bright spots for me is this wacky character. But now yeah. to say, oh, there's a whole race of little Babu Frick aliens um, that all are running around doing 
Bobby Great Frick stuff. stuff. <laughs> hey, hey. Jake, I mean, you know how you like Pop Tarts? Well, we turned it into a soda. And you're like, yeah. well, I don't. That's I that's not gonna Is work. It's gonna ruin him by yeah, you know, kind of overexposing this character, I guess, or this yeah. this race of aliens. But I did like it. It was it was fun. It was very um, cute. Yeah, I, I welcome their addition to the Star Wars universe. They're like Ugnaughts. It's like here's a they're fun, and I like seeing Din Djarin yeah. in a tiny room, like huddled down. <laughs> you know, like that's fun. Yeah. And I just yeah. I genuinely Same thought that Rogu was neat. Interact with them. Call Weathers, uh, the Grand Magistrate, on his hands and knees on the dirt, like looking in this little window. That it's it's cool. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a highlight for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh Colin. yeah. Keep going. Keep rolling, please. Um, I was gonna say the other little reference that they throw in here is there's the, he goes he walks by a tree full of little uh salacious crumbs right a bird lizard oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes 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 and yes. now does that do anything for you to have a bunch of little I, salacious crumbs it, in a tree it, it does not do something for me i'll say that much <laughs> it, it, yeah. something. it's me there a little <laughs> just throwing some some member berries at you right no yes, right right exactly. right exactly that's the most we've ever seen that we've seen them caged up presumably to be eaten so this is yeah we've just seen them hanging out yeah. in the wild so so. Getting seen roasted one on a spitfire yeah 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so org style um here, here's what i want to point out uh, just mm-hmm. if we're if we're doing literal just like highlights of like hey mando's back because i don't have a ton of them for this mm-hmm. episode but i want to say because we're talking about like the retro vibe, a lot of throwback stuff. You guys both just point out like practical things that you liked, like Salacious Crumb and Babu Fricks are practical puppets. Sure. Mm-hmm. This episode was shot by my favorite cinematographer of all time, Dean Kundi. Did you guys see oh, that at what? the end? I did Dean Kundi, collaborator. Guys, right? the, the guy who shot for the three Jurassic directors Park. that make me think of the 80s, Spielberg and Jurassic Park, Carpenter and Halloween, and Back to the Future and Deacons. I mean, wow. or Zemeckis, Jesus Christ, Deacons, Zemeckis. I mean, the look of that is, to me, also kind of Star Wars. And so, like, it looked, it was a beautiful episode. You know, yeah. it didn't look too volumey, I guess I would say. Yeah, there's some like, cool yeah. locations and stuff too. Like you go him going to Navarro. It's like different. Yeah. At least it's not like Tatooine again. So it's like looks a little different. And then going to uh, visit Bo Katan and her little palace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you whatever. Know, there's some on stuff Mandalore. going on. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I it yes, it just I had a bit. not I had not realized that the uh, cinematographer of Halloween decided that to is, that do is this crazy. the man who invented the steady cam mike now of course uh-huh. this was directed by rick fumiyawa who has mm-hmm. directed other mandalorian episodes but of course right. is probably most well known for once was the guy who's a, who directed the flash movie that's about to come out four Whoa. flash movies ago and Great. of course directed dope uh, oh yeah, yeah. signature film Well, there's another scene in this that I think was handled really well, and that's, you know, we get some pirate space battle, and I think um, the same director had some of that in his previous episodes of the show. So the space battle was, I think, fun. It reminded me a lot of episode two and the the supersonic charges and, you know, with Obi-Wan. And I I enjoyed the the space fight, honestly. I thought that was cool. 
What What's did you guys off? think about the look of the pirates? I, th- I like yeah, seeing Nikto pirates in that. Practical too, right? So, yep. yeah, Pecs pretty cool. Good. Makeup, yeah, I'd say. Just and seeing the them on a TV show. King, yeah. The uh, Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing King, yeah. I can't even <laughs> yeah. imagine. What yeah, is yeah, going Davy on Jones. Right, Orion right. Shand, is that his name? What? Am I, you, am I remembering that? that? You're that not looking that up. At the end of the credits, that's incredible. <laughs> they they um, proper now on him a course, few times. Corian Shand as a tree. Yes, yeah. yes. I was going to say the battles kind of shows off his new ship, which is of course a remodeled uh, Imperial Naboo fighter from mm-hmm. the prequels, right? Yep. Um, which I think is cool, but I think I still prefer the uh, the Razor Quest, his first ship, because uh, yeah. it has, you know, cargo space. It feels more like a bounty hunter ship where he goes around and, you know, has room in it. Whereas this mm-hmm. is more just a fighter where it's got a little section for Grogu to sit in that it's like where R2-D2 would have That's sat. a good uh, use of the droid port, but yeah, yeah. it's not a great... Bounty hunting it's not ship. a great bounty hunter ship. Well, it's more of a, guys, a yeah. again, a dad narratively now. in the Razor Crest. I love that you remember that the other day. I could not recall what the name of that ship was. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying, a ship for loading and unloading cargo, it literally had carbonite spacing or, you know, like a, a sequencing like system. Yeah, yeah storage yep, right. on, <laughs> on the ship or whatever. That is the ship of a bounty hunter. Din Djarin is no longer a bounty hunter. He is a protector. He is a man That's who true. literally just flies around with his son and goes on quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he now has uh, what ex-host uh, of this podcast, uh, Joe, Joe, called uh, the other day to me a stripped-down hot rod, which I think is yeah. cool, but I do miss, Jacob, the other ship. Uh, I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, this one, it is cool. And, you know, it has probably, it's probably faster and more maneuverable and stuff than the Razor Crest. So it's like he can, he can be in these space battles and really pull off some crazy stunts. But uh, there's something just, you know, I, that I just really liked about the Razor Quest for, for his ship. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it has, it has an iconic look. Again, this is harkening back to episode one and the prequels, which, which is cool that this kind of ties those things together where we get. Yeah. Post cool stuff with Babu Frick. We get pit droids from the prequels. We get classic Luke. You know, he's all all the eras are represented here, which is cool TV. Uh, but right. the Razor Crest is pretty iconic, and uh, you know now he's just mid- midlife crisis dad with his convertible yeah. and his Grogu on the Rolling weekends. You know, I'm the yeah. fastest fucking pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. This is a carburetor. You know, you got to you know showing. I like that he's teaching him how to fly the ship. You got to know how to navigate yeah. like that. That's all good because he had an interest Ridiculous. in the knobs and gadgets. So yeah, there, there's an evolution happening here, but he's yeah. an interest in one knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's his favorite knob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he's, now he's stealing candy. Look at him go. Yep. Which that stuff's troublemaker. But I guess so, go ahead, Colin. Let's. Yeah. I, I I just want to go beat for beat for a second and go like so. Yeah. Before we're even introduced to that, narratively, we get like the sound that represents Mandalorians as the credits are coming up. We get the armorer working away at mm-hmm. her forge, right? Bang, yes. bang, creating the armor. You know that they, like, John Favreau is going like, this is about Mandalorians this season. Mm-hmm. You get this whole opening sequence where the dope hot rod we were just talking about is going to come in and save the day. But first, this sort of religious reclamation of a youth, a, a lost youth, what we can imagine was the process Din Djarin went through as a quote-unquote foundling being um, turned into a quote-unquote Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, that the armorer 
I guess of her own volition, just kind of gets to like choose like what color you're going to wear for the rest of your life, what your dumb little like religious helmet, like your whole identity will be. She could put, I guess, a smiley face on there if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then all these Mandalorians come out and cheer and get ready for the sequence. Now, guys, I just want to say and ask you guys, one, do you like this scene? Like, what, what the hell do you think about all this? But I just want to point out to you, like, the one thing we all wanted to see as kids from the uh, late 80s, early 90s was a Mandalorian, like a Boba Fett. And this scene gives you like 30 different colored Boba Fetts all like high fiving each other, like mm-hmm. cheering and screaming like it is out of a child's daydream. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, uh, you know, like I said before, like. The Mandalorian stuff, and this is probably a silly complaint, or sounds silly, to say that I wish this show called The Mandalorian was less about Mandalorians. But uh, I don't know. I'm just not into The Mandalorian stuff as much. Uh, And seeing them all together with their helmets and stuff, I thought it kind of looked a little silly to have them all just with their helmets on. Uh, Yeah. the, The practicalness of wearing a helmet all your life and never being able to take it off and having to eat eat through the helmet and you just, just live your entire life in this helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I would want to be a Mandalorian. Actually, I kind of like not wearing a helmet. You kind of had to be brainwashed from a young age to kind of buy into that. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like at least the way they staged it too. It's like 30, 40 people on a beach in the middle of the daytime. It looks like people in cosplay, like yeah. do it at night with some moody torches and, and like, you know, like make it a thing wow. too clean. Like they don't look like lived in lived really. in. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. They don't look like they've touched They're a second of sand. I am so glad we're all on the same opinion of this. Now, look, I think what's happening is cool and that they're showing that like, this is horrifying. You don't want to be a Mandalorian, but yeah. guys, we all also grew up with the Power Rangers, and this yeah. looks like a scene with the Power Rangers, and yeah. it's the ice cream effect where, like, I like ice cream. Okay, ice cream's cool. You go to an ice cream parlor, and you look at the one that's called, like, Superman that's, like, 17 different colors, and you look at the other one that's crazy, and you go, like, do I like ice cream? <laughs> like, right. it all seems very alien and strange when it's together. Or almost yeah. you have one cone and then they're like, okay, now you have to have the other 31 flavors before you can leave. It's like, no, I just wanted one. I don't, I can't do that. My cone is called Boba Fett and it, it really fascinated me when I was yeah. six. And now I've I had just, enough. I get sick if I have any more. Yes, Boba Fett yes. was great. <laughs> Seeing all these, these Mandalorians together with their different colors and stuff. It just, you're right. It looks like a, co- like a cosplay group all got together. Um, Could yeah. have been. And one part of the, th- yeah. part of the show is that like, you know, Mando, he doesn't know that he's going to call it at first. Cause he was just, that's the way he was raised. And then when he meets Bo-Katan and some other normal Mandalorians, they're like, Oh, you're one of those weird people that never takes their helmet off. You and he's like, what? Mountain I with like caffeine? This. No, yeah. I'm Mormon. We can't do that. Your parents let <laughs> yeah, you watch like South Park? of Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Mandalorians. Um, don't come at me. Um, so here's the thing, though. That's right. They are trying to show the culture, and we're going to have the other faction. We have the, the Night Owls or whatever Bo-Katan's group is called. And it's like, yeah. It, the Night Owls. Are we over? <laughs> not, not are we oversaturated Nightwatch. Uh, are we oversaturated oh with uh, Pedro Pascal? No, but are we oversaturated with Mandalorian 
characters, I think it's going to happen here. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Mike, yeah. no, I think the other one's called the Death Watch. I think you're right. I think they are called the, the Night, Night Owls, Owls and Death Watch. Yeah, I get them confused. <laughs> yes, <you're> right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, they do have the Owls. And, and, yeah, the court, they're going to try Batman. Well, that's what's interesting is that, like, if you've seen, like, Clone Wars and stuff, <laughs> the group that he's a part of are, like, the villains of Mandalore and like mm-hmm. they're like they're kind of ruining Mandalore society people are like oh these extremists are like being weird again and that's who he wants to rejoin and he's going to spend this whole season trying what? to rejoin this call I don't think there's anything weird that my helmet says make <laughs> Mandalore great again what are you talking <laughs> bro about? seriously right I, yeah. I think there's a, a the, the arc of this will be He's going on his mission. He's going to learn a lot more about the Mandalore home world and the way things work. Because even Bo-Katan is like, you guys weren't there when the, the freaking whatever the, the Empire came and killed all yeah, of us. There's yeah, too many the now. Genocide. Like, yeah, where were you guys for that? So he'll learn about the real right. history. She can kind of fill him in and maybe he'll take his, he'll become the leader of the Mandalorians and be like, helmets off, fam. We're not doing that. You know, that's <laughs> what I so. see the arc yeah. being, but I that's my prediction. That. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would make a lot of sense. Can I ask mm-hmm. a lore question again? I know we're not the Cargo Bay podcast where you would go if you want to some Star Wars knowledge, mm-hmm. but I played Knights of the Old Republic where there is a Mandalorian character you recruit who calls himself Mandalore as the emperor of Mandalore. He believes himself to be the chief of the tribe or the leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even he talks about like at that game, which I think is like a thousand years or something before, like, you know, normal Star Wars. He's yep, like, yep. well, people have always been, you know, wiping out Mandalorians. Like I'm from a different genocide. So like, is that truly oh. just like their history? They're the Poland of of space uh, Star Wars groups. No, they they um they they originally feuded with the Jedi, which is an ancient precursor to the Jedi. So that's why wow. the Mandalorians have always had kind of beef with Jedi because they've been sure. you know at odds with them since the early days. That's and, why they have a dark saber versus the lightsabers or whatever. Correct. And the theory on why that's heavy is potentially <laughs> it's like a black hole. Like it's 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 the opposite. It's it's eating light instead of emitting oh, light and that's why it's hard it. to wield so much um but yeah the the original leader who helped them defend against the jedi i believe his name was mandalore which is where they took the name of being the leader like now you are the mandalore it was after someone's proper name like like the buddha or bodhisattva right this revered figure you are now that right so sure wow. that's thank you galore. mike that clears a lot up Double check it on the cargo bay. That's my layman's uh, Mandalore 101 that I took at community college. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> have either of you guys played KOTOR? A long time played, ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, a long time ago and, and uh, uh, KOTOR 2. But I don't think I yes. ever, like finished them in terms of like the storyline and stuff. So uh, I bet you could put a bitch and Mando mod on those games. And oh yeah, man, yeah. Games those games would be those are, those games would be a prime candidate for like a remaster yes. where they can improve sort of the gameplay and some things that didn't age so well, but keep like yeah. the story and the world and stuff. That put in cyberpunk, fucking you know, right? Uh, yeah. Like, conversation trees and shit. Oh my god. There is a light side, dark side. But I mean, it is you know one of the you know companies that did that well their you know, early uh, choices yeah. quote unquote bioware yeah bioware before they they got not so great yeah it was but, sort um, of a precursor to like mass effect and, and so if it had like a mass effect the newer mass effect uh sort of engine it mm-hmm. would be i would play the play the hell and out it's of got it. one of the, oh, the one of the greatest twists in gaming i'm not going to spoil it but if you don't remember the story it's honestly like one of the oh, yes. coolest yes. things yes. ever so check it out if you haven't 
But yeah, Mandalore lore goes way back, and then their feuds go way back, and they have a history of just trying to chill. Like, even during the Clone War period, they're getting, you know, they're having a civil war, and then Darth Maul comes in and takes over. Right. And ha- you know, it's like they, they're always try- dealing with some shit, so... Yeah, you know, trying to unite the tribes, I think, should be priority one of anyone who dares to call themselves Mandalore, take that claim. Uh, right. The, the goal should be uniting everybody. Yeah. And if yeah. you remember from earlier in the show, um, so the person who gets the dark, who controls the dark saber, is supposed to be like that uniting person, and that's what Bo Katan was trying to do. But then, uh, yeah, well, winning combat wins it in combat, right? So she's like, no, you go fucking do it because guess what everyone left me because i didn't have the dark saber so which is maybe like that's his, says something his path, for like leadership it. style too like is it that finicky <laughs> yeah that it's like king squad. arthur if he doesn't have his sword like people well will follow him what could i do they gave it to dave <laughs> yeah <laughs> like king arthur yeah. and dave <laughs> like then yeah, why didn't moff the gideon sword. just be like listen to me now it's me yeah, the right. mandalore moff gideon but you know you would think he was too dumb. He didn't so know maybe that. everyone has silly belief systems that they need to be challenged on. You know, maybe wow. Mo-Katan and other Mandalorians could be challenged on just this sword creating the right to rule. Maybe we'll democratize, you know? Yeah. Who knows? That would be wild for the Mandalorians to become a democracy, you know? Who yes. knows? But that's and it. Look, that's the question. So where are we going? He did not wield it. He was asked flat out, do you still have the Darksaber? And he said, oh, yeah. And it feels like we should say there's there's been, I guess, supposedly John Favreau said this. There's a bit of a time skip this season. Like it has been like some time he's been traveling yeah. with Mando or with Grogu now. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's good with the fucking Darksaber now. I'm kind of excited to see that. That would be cool. Sure. Yeah. He trained yeah, with it's it. It's like unclear guts. the uh, the time, uh, how much time has passed. And I, I read that online that like. He said like two years had passed between uh, end of season two and, and season three. And then also they, they've been going around for like several years having adventures. I'm not sure how that lines up like in the Doing canon what? of Star Wars. This being um, between uh, the, the original series and the, and the sequels, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the overall... Skywalker is Force story. Awakens literally supposed to be like 30 years later or whatever, or 25 or how many ever real years later it was? From Return of the I don't Jedi? Remember I how many? So. Like 30 or something. Because So they've got, they've got that whole gap that he can be like, yeah. it's been two years. It's like, yeah, from point one, it's like this much has passed. That's it. Yeah, we I'm see Luke Skywalker. He's still sort mm-hmm. of a youngish man. I mean, he's maybe yeah. five to 10 years older than Last Jedi or not. Return of the Jedi, uh, Luke. Um, mm-hmm. But if the next time you see him, he's the last Jedi. <laughs> it's like it's been oh, two you years really and you're like, oh my God. The real final Return of the Jedi. It's like, yeah. well, I defeated the Emperor. I was electrocuted like eight times. <laughs> well, somehow Palpatine yeah. returns. So you know what? Right. <laughs> well, I guess Period. so. But, but I guess because Grogu doesn't age, it's hard to really tell. Yeah how long it's, it's been it's our classic witcher conundrum jacob where eight characters in the witcher weren't aging and we were all supposed to yeah. be like well you know what year it is game You're of thrones like, too right a mask yeah that that's a baby an eternal baby i don't know right. what to tell you mm-hmm. yeah 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 but uh it's hard yeah it's tricky to do i don't know about the time jump but there was clearly enough time for navarro to get established in grand magistrate carga like things are looking yeah, way sure. different than when the death troopers rolled in with moff gideon last time a lot of real estate there's a real estate boom going on on Navarro. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's resources. Right. I'll set you up with a prime plot. You know, like you could get all this money. <laughs> like that seems like a good deal, honestly. Like cool of him yes, to offer that. Does. You know, yeah. Hey, and that kind of leads job. to. So these pirates come down and are like, "Hey, what up? We want to drink in this bar." And he's like, "No, it's now, a school now." Heard you need a first <laughs> act conflict. <laughs> Jacob, yeah. if you were a rowdy teenager in a leather jacket and a man walked up to you in a bulletproof bomb defusing suit, <laughs> would right. you move to be like, well, I can take this guy in a fight. I'll just shoot him with my little bow and arrow. Pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. This Especially, guy that looks like he really knows what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> and I've heard stories about this Mandalorian who's going around just like I heard you fucking people off. up. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. <laughs> If I'm a space pirate, presumably, right? If we're looking at this in real world context, I'm a space pirate. So that means I traffic and trade in uh, goods that are of high value, uh, you know, and high desirability and rarity, right? Beskar is one of the most highly desired and rare things. So you would assume you would know what it looks like when you see it. Oh, you yeah. assume you see this guy covered in it head to toe. That guy's <laughs> no, balling. No, no, no. I know I can't <laughs> shoot a laser at him. No, dude, I'm not. Or maybe no. they want to jump in, take his suit, and then they can resell it. Or you're not just going to. rich. Yeah, but you're not going to sucker punch him with your, like, pull the lasers yeah. on him. You're going to be like, oh, it's we're like, out of here. And then he jumps. Right? I think that they're yeah. just, uh, they're like cocky and inexperienced pirates. So, like, maybe yeah. they're not, fi- they're not the smartest, you know, people. No. Or it's just a forced first act conflict because we need a first act conflict, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they're they're not the smartest at the very least. Like we're um, gonna try, we're gonna try this guy, and uh, you know, maybe they they're pirate. Out. Yeah, pirate lord might be following. Uh, who knows? They could be following uh, him around for the, the season yes. to bother him here and there. Swamp yeah. thing is out there for an extended <laughs> conflict. Okay, that's right. That's right. In the Shrike. Oh wait, that's a different big ship. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's right. It, yeah, interesting. I do pirate. like seeing their makeup, though. It looked good. Like anytime I see a Nikto pirate and stuff, I'm like, OK, good job. Prosthetics. Yeah. They you look see good. a couple different uh, alien races mm-hmm. in that grouping. And then uh, Gorian Shand mm-hmm. looking good with his uh, little uh, vines coming off and everything. Yeah, we get a couple yeah. cute droids in this episode, too. The cape droids. We get a, a sort of oh, protocol yeah. droid, which every time I see one of those now, I think, did a 12 year old make that one, too? <laughs> <laughs> it was a popular you know, life day gift in that era yeah. of the Republic. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> that's kind of what I think it teaches them programming skills. Yes, what I did. Anakin must have They'll bought help your like mom a around kit the house because there's other but models that look again. like C three PO. Right. So maybe he just Jacob, like a do it yourself kit. And can like you put imagine it saying you as a little boy saying, "Well, my mom's a housekeeper. I'll make her a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Buy one of those kits, and I'll just put the pieces inside." Are you? live in a junkyard you, you figure it out as you yeah. go you get a little piece here a little piece there yeah. you know you can build yeah. cars that way you just find a wrecked one ah this one has a left side door i'll take that i guess uh but somehow that one fits. that he threw together was like someone purchased it was like i'll you know this will go on my republic ship for the highest level there, senators he's still, he's doing still it. running around he'd wonder where his he's... red arm came from but that's a story for another yeah. time but, yeah. yeah his memory erased recently <laughs> by some adorable creatures yep but i do that's like right. to see a protocol droid you know out there yeah. uh, even, this has a, a face that we've seen that that style even in the original series so so familiar kind of design i don't i don't like those ones as much though no no but you know that's okay they're still valid <laughs> yeah they're still valid yeah I yeah guess. all droid droid lives matter okay the millennium Falcon told me so uh-huh. um so you know nikto stuff he griefs like hey we got pirates stay here live with me Din says i have adventures as we said because season three is here 
They jump into the space you know, field. Disney Plus pays me a lot of money. I go on these adventures. They're very popular. It's the only thing that keeps people subscribed. I don't know if you're familiar with my work. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Exactly. Have you seen the merchandising numbers on Grogu? Uh, <laughs> we sell a lot I, of dolls. I guess we do mention at this point uh, the acknowledgement of the fan base just saying, we reject saying Grogu. We've been yes. pretty good so far in this it's episode, gross. actually. Better than I thought. Yeah, let's, it's let's a, play that scene. It's a truly very meta episode. John Favreau literally writes a line where Mando says, Grogu. His name's Grogu. He says to, to Grand Maester, what did I call him Magistrate. Grand, thank Grand, you, Grand Magistrate. Maester. Uh, Geef Karga, former bounty hunter. Grief think about Karga. any of this. Yeah. Grief Karga. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jacob. Carl uh, he says, if you say so, like it, it, it acknowledging <laughs> yeah, that like his yeah. name being Grogu means nothing. He will be forever referred to as Baby Yoda because uh-huh. that's yeah. how these things work. It would be funny if someone in the show called him Baby Yoda, but it would have to be someone who knew Yoda. It would have to be Luke Skywalker. Hey, it's Baby Yoda. If you choose this lightsaber, I will call you Baby Yoda. Do you understand that? And he's like, why don't I want to be called that? So I'm going with my dad. He knows my real name. It's Grogu. Yeah, Yeah. Ahsoka has no sense of humor after being rejected from the Jedi Order. So she wouldn't make a joke like, ah, he's a little Baby Yoda. So, But she would be able to because she did know him. But anyway. She's not winky. We got that show coming up. That I'm really excited for. I think Rosario Dawson's a straight up boss. Yeah. Oh man, and you see Pedro and her on the red carpet. They have good chemistry. They he's like, oh, it's my favorite oh. person, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, they seem to have ah. a good relationship uh, off camera. I would so. like her to be in this season. I would like uh, more sure, Rebels will. characters to come up. Supposedly, they're going to be in a lot of her stuff. We saw so. a whale type thing from the Rebel yes, show when they were in the hyperspace. Big reveal in this episode, oh. right? Space. Yeah, whale. let's talk Easter egg. Space whale. Yeah. Our, our third space whale this year. <laughs> Is yeah. that what we're on? Second. How many was, space whales? There was like Pandora. Because there was two in Star Trek, a right. bunch in Pandora. Yes. We're doing pretty I thought good. you were referring Star Rams Trek because there's yes. two in there. Yeah. Yes, at least. <laughs> um, well, speaking digits. of Rebels, I know I read um, they've at least cast um, Sabine, I think her name is the Sabine Wren. character yeah, yeah. from Rebels that has the a pilot. Mandalorian helmet and She's stuff. She's a spray painter, kind of artsy. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Oh, she spray paints her helmet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Who is so it? She's been you cast know? for live action. Uh, I don't remember the name, but it's not like a. I don't love that character. <laughs> I think. Well, I've watched all of Rebels, and I, I do like Sabine Wren. I think at yeah. one point she does have. She has a dark saber at some point. And it makes yeah, its way into yeah. Bo Katan's hands, but I think that's before mm. all of this happened. Oh, of but. course. So they must be paying up to some of that. We we have to hear mm-hmm. the tale because yeah. I I, I, think I, I uh, recall that episode as well, Mike, where she's like, yep. "Here, take this. Lead our people." So, Which right. wasn't by combat, but okay. Well, the, right. Bo-Katan acknowledges that, though. She's like, it came to me not through combat. Nobody fucking cared. And yeah, yeah. Right. So. But now they care. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like, we need another Mandalorian character in the show. So let's bring in the, the other. Who do we have? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. more helmets, please. Right. Yeah. And we're seeing so many helmets. I, I do appreciate at least the, the child's helmet that the armorer makes. It has like wider... Mm. view view visor slots well it grows with you mike you you know like your ears and eyes you're born with them the size they are and then your head is another question um (laughs) you grow into it do you get resized helmets as you get older and your head's larger can i not have a bright blue one please (laughs) you filled out the survey you said your favorite color was blue you're sticking with it maybe they do get some input where she's like all right what's your favorite color what designs do you like what's going on here (laughs) 
What? Yeah. I get like the airspeed velocity of a swallow. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I, I imagine that that's so you can see better as you're training. If I'm thinking like from a practical standpoint, and then as you get better, you want to make that smaller because it's like the one vulnerable part of the armor. Maybe it's sure. not made out of Beskar. Right. So yeah, just also don't do it in front of the freaking murder alligator pit. You have to know what's in there. Why are we having the ceremony yeah. with all the food and, on the beach? And do we know what that was? That was not a great dragon as he has faced off. It wasn't a mythosaur as far as That's, I know. Uh, Those are native to Mandalore. The planet uh, the Mandalorians are living on now because it's not Mandalore, obviously. Right. right. It's just another desert planet. <laughs> yeah, the collective left. I mean, we know that they, they set out to escape. Yeah, yeah they had to dip once their uh, whole... The cover was blown, you know, by the Mandalorian yeah. season one. Yeah, the yeah. covert has been exposed. What have you brought us? I, I bring you little Grogu. He's making my little shirt, please. Give him a helmet. Yeah. Cut the ear holes. But uh, I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at. I, this that's feels much it. This yeah. feels like a terminus. I think we can transition into final thoughts where we might be going on the, the season premiere. Really, we have one episode to speculate on here, so let's go ahead and get to the old uh, wrap up here right after this. On normies like us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we've been talking Mandalorian Season 3. We're going to wrap it up here, put ourselves back in Carbonite, and be put away with our final thoughts. Um, did we get any kind of, you know, sometimes with these season premieres, you get a, on this season of Mandalorian Season 3, or, or on the next episode? I did not watch anything. No. I don't think so. Um I don't think I made it through the credits. That's how invested I was. <laughs> I, now, yeah, I saw God. the Dean Coonie thing and truly turned the TV off and said wow. out loud to myself, well, what do you know? <laughs> it, it really wasn't even that exciting now that I think about it. Well, the thing with Dean Coonie is if you look yeah. at his filmography in it's a lot of when it comes to on downhill where maybe he's he just directed a made for TV <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie called Scooby-Doo and the Lake Monster 2. There you okay. go. I would like to acknowledge. I mean, sometimes you got to take the work that, that you're offered. Right. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. Ju- I think shot Jurassic Park just to yeah. say once again, shot the movie <laughs> Jurassic Park, a film that people watch and go, I want my movie to look like that. He did that. Shot so. the movie Halloween. Best way to stretch a budget ever. <laughs> created a, a format of filming no again uh, if you look at you know spielberg and carpenter they went to started using other cinematographers as a certain mandalorian mr coonie no no um i think for my final thoughts overall on this episode for a season premiere it felt uh just very kind of mid and very like a transitional episode or an expositional episode where you're saying, okay, we need to get our character from one plot point to the next. How can we do that? And it didn't have, like, it. I don't know, for, especially for a premiere, it just felt underwhelming to the point of, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to this show so much anymore. But yeah. You guys feel As the a, same? Or? Again, I'm lukewarm, not to Star Wars it, but... um. Yeah, I didn't even watch till the end credits for the preview. I mentioned up top that I watch, you know, or maybe off pod that I watch always the five minute end of episode recaps that HBO does for The Last of Us, either Pedro Pascal thing. But this right. I didn't even wait. Um, so 
they needed a jumbo size first episode. There should have been 50 minutes to an yes. hour, right? Yeah, it was like 35 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Standard my uh, my father's words were lacking. Yeah. Mm. He said, it's not bad, it's lacking. And I, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I can't recall what the season two premiere was. Again, a mm. different world where I'm going, oh, that guy that I think saved this thing that I miss loving as a child is back. Hallelujah. And this time yeah. I watch it and I'm like, uh, we're going to have Mandalorian for the rest of my life. And I hate it. <laughs> There's going to be season nine of Mandalorian. He's be like, Colin, you have to tune back in. Don't, don't you realize I'm picking Grogu up from high school this season? Like, that's a huge <laughs> character arc. And it's like, no, I yeah. I'll, I am I, Grogu. You're never well, going to get me excited again. And I wonder if some of that the is of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, Disney crossover. Because Whoa. season one and two felt sort of like a self-contained story that was ended. Yeah. And so it's like that arc concluded, but now we're going to keep going. And then it's like, oh, great. Well, I guess, you know, the show's going to keep going, but we sort of lost what was making the first two seasons yes. really good. Yes. Now the guy that we all love, Jacob, could show up in one episode of Ahsoka and have his whole own episode in that. And you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Yeah. You better watch yeah. Ahsoka or you're going to miss stuff for this show. Well, that's another thing I think is the reason why this is uh, underwhelmed, at least us. And I, I haven't looked at the v- viewer numbers or ratings, you know, but personally, it feels lacking, as, as your father would describe it, Colin. Um, there was nothing in between season one and two of this that was Star Wars. No, we didn't. We didn't have a so-so Boba Fett and a so-so Obi-Wan show, which are two fan favorite characters. And they were like, eh, this is kind of mid. Meanwhile, Andor, character nobody cares about, shows great. Mandalorian, a brand new character. The first two seasons were great. But there was two misses in between these. And I think that's kind of put people off on it. Also, again, we've concluded this in the second season. That second season finale was really good. You know, he's yeah. hanging off of a TIE fighter with a Darksaber, IG-11. Like, there was some really good stuff oh. in that season two finale, if everybody forgets right. that. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like back to the adventures of Grogu and Mando. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think Andor being the last thing that we had in Star Wars a couple months ago, uh, it is like, you know, the writing in that is just so good that it kind of makes this look worse in comparison. And again, it's like, okay... Star Wars is like primarily for for kids and for uh, you know younger people, and maybe Andor is a little more adult focused. So you don't want all of Star Wars to be like that, but you can still have good, compelling writing in a show that's aimed for kids. And Mando, this episode, I just felt like was very mid and, like you said, lacking and like wasn't really hooking me in for this season. And I mean, I'm going to keep watching, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm losing. Uh, I guess it's just lo- losing steam for me. Yeah. Here's so they did release. I, I watched on the side silently just to kind of get a gist of what's going on there. There is a uh, episode two promo trailer that's publicly oh, okay. available online. Mm-hmm. I'm stepping through it. It appears that he's what looks to be Mandalore. It seems like it's glassed over. He's doing some exploring uh, with Grogu, but there appears to be a character that may be Sabine Wren. There's a droid that might be mm-hmm. Chopper. So maybe next week oh, is where we start right. to get Rebels stuff in there. And but is, And is, is that just going full fan service, Mike? 
a little bit. There also seems to be our, our favorite lady with her pit droids. So they go back to Tatooine at some point. Okay. Oh, Mato. And, and, and of yeah. course, you just <laughs> acknowledge that Heli Mato, uh, played by Amy Sedaris, is, of course, my favorite character in Star Wars. Yep, yep. The greatest character. You, she had time. relations with a Jawa. Chewbacca. Doesn't matter. We got Peli Moto now. She's the greatest. Um, you know what? Her and Bobby Frick uh, should have some scenes together. And then they should <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. They both love to work on droids or ships or whatever. Well, she so. she worked on Mando ships. So, you know, that's that's yeah. her, her tuner. But yeah, it seems like maybe some some rebel stuff. He's going to at least if, uh, do some exploring. We're going to that this early because Asuka seemed like the card that they were hiding the entire time. They didn't pull it on season one. We never saw Luke. We literally didn't see any return character. Moff Gideon, Mm -hmm. IG-11, a different character, you know, the Ugnaught that was uh, Nick Nolte, God bless him. Yeah. Cara Dune, all these amazing original characters. They never felt the need to go like, Jesus Christ, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to Mandalorian unless we include xyz we get Cobb Vance, you know man. blah 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 yeah yes you get yeah. the handsomest cowboy to ever exist then in season two they went let's start introducing it a little and they did and it, it was successful because obviously Bo-Katan they need to build out their two. world bo katan boba fett i mean literally all like all these characters came in and if this is all this is then the show really is done and it, it really does feel like it has completely jumped the shark. If it's now just going to be a breeding ground for Mando and friends and the Justice League and, you know, everybody else and Wonder Mutt and, you know, who else can we throw in? We're bringing the like TV universe, if- the, the cartoon animated universe out. Like, that's what this yeah, feels yes. like it's a vehicle for, yes. Jacob. Sorry. Right. It feels like, yeah, it's like sort of like a live action continuation of Clone Wars and Rebels. It's like... Yeah, we're going to reference a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff and bring in characters from other stuff. Um, and by the way, Cara Dune, I thought it was very funny that there was a scene where like, oh, yeah, she Cara Dune went back to her home planet. Uh, or she got a promotion or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her dude was requited, re- recruited by right wing people. And you're like, interesting. OK, yeah. Yeah, she joined the empire. That's weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Make Navarro great again. But uh, so, so, but that you know they worked it into a plot point of I need a I need a new marshal because mine's gone. Like yeah, they worked it in an organic way. So props. But it is yeah, we're extending the the animated shows. And before it was like here's a new character doing a new thing. But now it is very much. You remember Ezra? You remember Chopper? Which you know, I'm I'm cool with it, but it doesn't have the magic, the spark, the originality. And and one of the big um, things that they keep like like teasing the fans with Mike and going like, who knows when we're gonna get this? Is Tamura Morrison returning as what is the really fan? The Rex is that his name? The clone that Captain Rex? Like, yep. Well, that's like the big one. At this point, we have seen him play like two clone characters and like that's fine and cool but you can't like you can't be like waiting to be like but wait till we really do it and it's like that is sad and pathetic guys like grow right. up i just imagine the- where all the clones are 60 years old because it's been so long since the clone wars right right but i'm imagining the flashback scenes of 
Clone Wars era stuff and just all the D.H. Tamura Morrison's in the background of those yeah. shots running around. Oh, sure. Good Jesus. for him to get the paycheck. Captain Rex is hey. beloved. Hey, he, he survives until the Battle of uh, Yavin at the very least. So and supposedly they've I guess he's still that. around. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's just going to become that. And again, as much as I like Rebels and I, I like the Clone Wars and some of that lore of the history of Mandalore, it's like I think we're positioning not to put them down, but positioning the Mandalore planet and history and faction to be like almost too OP and too pivotal into the balance yeah. of the entire universe of Star Wars. It's like, yeah, yeah. Jedi, well, Sith like and Mandalorians. That's your top three. Saga. Yeah, it's yeah. the Mandalorian story. Yeah, like, it was the whole time. Wow. It does, it does Jedi. Yeah. seem like it's becoming overused to the point that skywalkers have been in the movies so it's now it's like yeah but it's like you don't have to make like if you don't have a good story for season three of the mandalorian you can make a different star wars show about something we else promise you you can't no you yeah. can't what <laughs> how do we put grogu in it um but i mean i guess you know so many characters well they tried weren't weren't that successful other than andor so if i was pedro pascal i'd be like i tried i literally signed on to be the lead of another tv show i left right. and they were like but pedro we pay you <laughs> millions of dollars to just go hey grogu don't eat that and he's like like i have yeah. to do it <laughs> he's yeah. on another show where he gets to like act in a moat and stuff instead of and he crying. kills it yeah yeah Instead of just wearing a helmet Show and like saying range. everything as flatly yeah, as possible. Just be cool. I don't think yeah. he's wearing the helmet. I think he's 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 recording his lines during lunch on The Last of Us and just emailing them over. He's got a microphone sure. in his trailer and then they yeah. got John Wayne's Not grandson hanging around. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you save money that way, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We never know how much he's actually under the helmet, but no. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I mean, if I can get pretty much the same amount of money to not commute to work. If I can work from home for the same money, I'm working from home, right? No matter yeah. how cool that costume is. Um, and that, yeah, that's the ironic thing with The Last of Us, speaking of The Last of Us, is that, like I said, this show is written like a video game. And yet we have this other show, The Last of Us, that's adapted from a video game that feels more like a real show than this does. Yeah. Trying mm-hmm. not to sound like it is written like a video game. <laughs> we literally yeah. get a hub world and side quests. You were right, Jacob. You get yeah. your yeah. first town. Yeah. You go to the job yeah. board. Right. This could just be the plot of a video game. And then you have to do your quest. Like these are the cutscenes in between the quests. Pretty much. Which give me this video game. Let yeah. me be Din Djarin uh, and run around. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, like the proof armor. Be in Fortnite. Lying, yeah, what was the uh shooting people with my gun that turns you into smoke? <laughs> well you had the Django Fett bounty hunter. Yeah, let me disintegrate, bro. Um let's let's walk this line before we get out of here. if anybody's yeah. familiar, right, with the Clone Wars shows or any of the ancillary materials, right? Is there any fan service stuff? Because we think they're gonna go there, but is there anything oh, sure. from that, whether it's a flashback to a cool moment that we've already seen in the cartoons that the- is there anything that excites you that they might attempt, Colin? The the whales are indicative of this boy of bringing back a very beloved character 
of a certain franchise. I don't know why, again, they would choose uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 to be the springboard of that, unless this is just a hint, and then uh, Asuka would sort of take that baton and, and sort of go with it. I'm excited for that, of course. That, mm-hmm. that would be a very interesting shakeup to the world of Star Wars, quote-unquote. Yeah, I've said "quote unquote" five thousand times. We're talking about the dumbest mythology in the world, Star Wars. I have to. It's all. Fake. That's what we're saying at this point. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Jacob, is there anything from that extended universe you're kind of familiar with that might be cool? Well, I think um, the really, if they really need to like break the glass in case of emergency, um, Darth Maul. We've seen uh-huh. him yes. in Solo. Yes. I don't know if we've ever seen him past the original series in the timeline. I don't know if he's still alive or what he would be doing at this point, but you can always bring in old Darth Maul. Well, the other thing too, is you could do flashbacks where Bo-Katan is recounting the history. And this is what I was thinking, because Darth Maul, spoilers for Clone Wars, if you haven't seen it, it's an old show, but Darth Maul famously kills the leader of Mandalore when they're a Republic. They've stopped doing war stuff. He kills the leader of Mandalore, who is Obi-Wan Kenobi's girlfriend-ish. The queen, oh. right? The queen in front of, of him, the queen of Mandalore. And then, oh, is yeah. she the mom of Bo-Katan? Or the sister or something, yeah. I think it's oh, her okay. sister. Or the aunt or something? Yeah, so so that's a big moment. And then Obi-Wan and Darth Maul have a big fight. Darth Maul has yeah. the dark saber. So, like, you could have Awen McGregor and Ray Park back at it again. I think the fans right. would go crazy. It's fan service as hell, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of here for it if they're going like, to do Darth that. Darth Maul would be, be cool. pretty old by this time. He's got he, robot like, legs. He didn't die or anything in the Clone Wars, to right? To my no. recollection. So, and he's I still think Ray alive. Solo, pretty old at this point. So he, he dies yeah, at yeah. some point in Tatooine with old Obi Wan defeats yes, him in, I remember in the that desert. Fight from Rebels. Oh, uh, so he might be dead now, but you have all the Mandalore history to flashback with what and happened also, here in that very throne room. Before, you brought him back, so mm-hmm. you could always oh, bring you, him back. Mike, you're 100% right, of course, because again, it's all post-Return of the Jedi. And they've got the set. They have the set for the throne room. That's where all that stuff goes down. It's the exact room yeah. where the Darth Maul fight, the murder robot, of uh, legs. Like spider robot legs at one point. He has Watch a, a YouTube video on like that. Green Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. His name's Darth Savage, which is Savage, yeah. just spelled like Savage. And they fight they fight Palpatine on Mandalore. It's crazy. Uh, you could do a lot of fan service stuff. But the main one that I'm looking for besides that is I think they're going to start introducing the idea of the world between worlds, which is an end of Rebels thing. It's right. like a dimension right. between dimensions, at which point they're That's fucking with the multiverse so hard. Yeah. Who knows what happens there? there. Yeah. Where we last saw her. And so. just bring in the, the Rebels cast in, Ezra Bridger, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, what's he up to? He's another... Kanan, I don't think, is around sort anymore. Of, yeah, survived the uh, Order 66 and everything. And Did he know the um, Jedi Order kid? Could he show up, you know? <laughs> shameless. Yeah. We love him. Sure. Just, it's getting crazy now. <laughs> that would be... Have you guys He's, played Cal Kestis will be in a show. He's going to show up. Kestis, what are you he should, doing here? Yeah, he should. He's going to. copies of Jedi Fallen Order. Yep, yep. Pre-order now. On the Xbox Game Store. Uh-huh. What? Jedi That's Fallen, so much uh, money, Cal Kestis. What's Jedi pre-order? <laughs> Jedi pre-order. Jedi yeah. pre-order. <laughs> the sequel to Fallen Order. It's yeah, whatever. That's but. coming soon. Um, I would be so mad if I was him. It's like, you guys are doing all these shows. I'm a real actor. Just, just let me have it. And he literally have looks it. Like one his character after that actor. So they easily yeah, could have episode. him in live action. Yeah, yeah. Put me in there. They, they will at some point in the next Watch three years. Real lightsaber fight. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah let bring him do that it. little ro- BD eighty eight or whatever that robot BD oh nine. Yeah, I still want B two emo to show up. I like that sad guy. Yes, uh, yes. from Andor. I, but yes. yeah, I guess that's pretty much you oh, know speculation. Mind. We have one episode in the in the can. We you know, maybe we'll talk a finale of timing. You know, don't yeah. no promises, but you know. It's a Disney You'll property, he, so we were legally required. <laughs> That's right. You'll hear on a whatcha, some of us being like, well, can you believe <laughs> how Mando season three turned out? Or, yeah. I'll be honest with you, they could, there could be some shocking newsworthy, you know, they take up the, the blogosphere or the pop culture, you know, where two episodes from now, we're like, yeah, the Last of Us finale was crazy, but can you believe Jabba the Hutt? Shows sure. up in his own Mandalorian armor and he's like mm. shooting people. Yeah. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. yeah. They need something uh. really buzzworthy in yes. the show that no one's expecting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, all you need to know about the show right now is that I'm more invested in Picard season three than I Blows am of the mind. Mandalorian season three. If you know how I feel the first two seasons of Picard, you know, that's crazy to even suggest, but that's yeah. where we're at now. It's wild. It, saturation is peak, and, and a lot of the stuff that's Disney owned does has a certain flavor. You know, that's using yeah. your head. Like there's a certain, and it's John right. Favreau too. You know, and he's got a certain style. Um, I think Dave, Dave Filoni's Filoni. focusing on uh, Dave Filoni's focusing on the Ahsoka stuff, right? right. I think he's right. show running that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is more Favreau. Uh, and, but it feels like know. their kind of styles are are similar to where like. Um, you know, they kind of they're they're the two people right now that are overseeing the Star Wars world in the streaming series other Beating than Andor, serpent. which has a very different kind of feel. Yeah, and they're heavily focusing on those animated shows and that pocket of the universe, that corner of the universe, which has explored a lot of the history of Mandalore and this and that. So yeah, I just expect more of that going forward. This is the way. Yeah. This is the Seems way. Like- Mm-hmm. It's the way it's all headed. Uh, give us your thoughts and opinions, of course. Hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us. Where you can write in and say, hey, Grogu's my favorite character. Don't you talk about my special little guy that way. And we'll say, say so. yeah, hey, we've all, <laughs> we've all got Grogu dolls that we hug while we sleep at yeah. night, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. Um, I don't get enough sleep YouTube. on Grogu in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> little Grogu. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why, Mike? What was the word? I can't resist it. The, uh, <laughs> the, the intrusive thoughts always win. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back next week with some uh, some more episodes. Of course, always hit us up at those socials with uh, episode suggestions, recommendations, whatever you want to hear us talk about. We are totally open to that stuff. Otherwise, we'll be talking about some good stuff down the line. And of course, at the end of this month, because we are in a new month here, happy March, everyone. We'll be talking Star Trek again, as we are obligated to do. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hell yeah. We're going to so insert. Goodbye, Wars. Trek, Trek, we'll see you soon. If, season, uh, if Picard season three ends up good, we might be talking <laughs> double the Trek this month. Who knows? You guys <laughs> might be tricking me into that. I, oh, I would geez. watch it before Andor, just season three. Let me tell you. Yeah, so. we want to trick you into watching a bad Picard wow. show, but you will not willingly watch a good Andor. That's how <laughs> yes, bad that's, Star Wars has yeah, made you, you need feel. To watch yeah. Andor. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't need to watch the first two seasons. You can just jump into season three of Picard. And Fantastic. Since that's you're the into the part. movies, first contact and all that, like it's a perfect lead in. So I it think feels like, like a sequel to the movies. Well, but, but hold that's, on, Jacob. Yeah. What, will I see my favorite character, the Borg Queen? <laughs> well, no, sorry, we can't. Talk you got to watch season two for that. Oh, yeah. If you want the Borg Queen, you, you get her. But yeah, yeah that's <laughs> neither here nor there.
here, neither here nor there, neither are we. So again, this has been the way, and we are your hosts. This is Grand Magistrate Colin, uh, Maiku Freak. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this is uh, Bo Jacob, <laughs> the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Oh, All right, that dark saber. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> yeah, hey, no squeeze, bad baby. <laughs> Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!